3: Brad Biggs. Biggs.
1: Biggs time. Biggs. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Mully and Haw,
3: Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Brad Biggs is the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend, and he joins us now on the score hotline powered by by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Big Zay! Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, we heard from the Bears, and we learned uh, that Luke Getze and his staff basically are the fall guys for uh, the um, failure to have a winning season and uh, the Bears are moving forward, and we already know one candidate for the job. Um, where, where? What was your takeaway? You've been to so many of those postseason press conferences. That's one of the longest I've seen. Um, what's your takeaway with getting the the uh, the position correct, the offensive coordinator position? They've been through, a, you know, a team of uh, of coordinators, and then you look at uh, you look at where they're at with the quarterback and the the limited amount of information we got on that. What was your takeaway from yesterday?
4: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Credit to the Bears for taking a ton of questions. Like that was combined. That thing went about 90 minutes. And um, I thought that uh, the coach and the GM were as candid as they could be on most of those topics and and Kevin Warren was uh, happy to engage in, in just about uh, everything. And, you know, here they are, they're, they're a little bit better. The the bar was set at a crazy low level when you stripped down the roster a year ago. Uh, But I think Ryan Poles highlighted the stuff we've talked about that the case for keeping the coach, if, if you're going to go that route, was going to be framed on improvements of young players on the roster, uh, seeing uh, individuals, position units, uh, etc., get better, and and they were able to do that, and I, and I don't think that um, that's a mirage when you when you talk about what they did during the second half of the season. I mean, you can see it. Um, now they've got to be able to build off of that, and they're going to be making significant changes on offense when you talk about bringing in a new coordinator and uh, a good handful of position coaches. But uh, number one takeaway maybe that it was the call of the general manager to keep the head coach. And I think that's probably the right thing to do. If you don't trust your general manager to have ultimate authority on your football decisions, you probably need to get a new general manager. Uh, So they trusted Ryan Poles. He made the call, and we'll see where it heads from here.
5: That's a good observation, Brad. I agree with that. Ryan Poles definitely wanted to keep Matt Eberflus, and I don't know if Kevin Warren agreed wholeheartedly. Maybe that's why it took so long to get to the microphones, but it is what it is, as they say, and Matt Eberflus is back. What does it mean for Justin Fields? What did you hear? Because I think that you could look at both sides of that argument and the fields supporters heard well you know what this means he's he could come back and stay while other people heard well you know what they're moving on what did you hear
4: well certainly if you wanted if you if you framed your you know point of reference on what will happen or what should happen they gave whatever way you're, you 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 were leaning they they gave you ammunition yesterday the keep fields crowd Uh, certainly got some oxygen because they said some positive things about Justin Fields. I don't, I don't think anything's changed. Um, I think they're likely to use a high first round pick on a quarterback. Justin hasn't done enough over three seasons in a body of work, particularly in the last two, since Ryan Poles arrived for you to look at it and say, yeah, this is definitely our guy moving forward here. I would think it would be somewhat of a challenging um, job to attract people to. If you said, "Hey, yeah, it's going to be fields," this is what we're going to do. Um, then, if you said, "Hey, you know, we may have fields. We're open to using a high pick." I just, I don't think there's very much chance at all that they get out of round one without a quarterback, uh, which, which could make the, would be one of the appealing things to the job. You're a young guy. Um, you know, you chance to develop a guy, whether he's playing year one or not, that's, that's not the call of a young offensive coordinator. You just want to help develop the guy and maybe use that as a springboard. But, you know, I mean, the numbers are what they are. The bears and fields in way too many key passing metrics are bottom third uh, of the league qbr which is um certainly benefits players or quarterbacks that can be effective running the football uh has him 23rd this season behind kyler murray russell wilson uh Derek carr gardner min gardner Minshew's, uh significantly ahead of him so you know and we you can do whatever you want with the stats but um I don't think anything's shifted with the quarterback situation.
3: But Brad, I, I thought the best question of the of the entire thing was yours when you asked about um Matt Eberflus seemingly now uh on a a win and you're in kind of lose and you're out type thing. When you have a coach entering the third year of his contract uh and you believe that there's a chance if he doesn't win, he's not going to be returning. Is it wise to then draft a new quarterback for that coach and then you kind of get out of sync, et cetera? I thought that was a gutsy question to ask while the coach is sitting there, but I think it's a legitimate inquiry. Were you satisfied with the answer?
4: Yeah, I thought Polls was pretty good yesterday. You know, and Polls basically – He's pretty. He's pretty honest, I think, when you get these settings. And he said that uh, you know he's not concerned about the history of things. Uh, which you know, Polls hasn't drafted a quarterback with the Bears. Polls hasn't uh, you know been involved in some of those things. And and I get that. Uh, I get that there's real concern that the Bears don't have the things synced up when you talk about all the levels going down to the quarterback, that it's, you know, Justin with new hires and now maybe you draft another quarterback and if it doesn't work out, you've got the new quarterback uh, with new coaches. They haven't drafted enough quarterbacks, period. Like, Like the biggest problem the Bears have had, and I'm talking over a long, long stretch of time, is they haven't gotten in the cycle often enough for a new quarterback. That's kind of perpetuated the organization's problems. Mitch, in 2017, was the first guy in a very long time that they drafted with a super high pick. And since they've taken Justin. So it's this, I get the concern and and why people talk about it that you, you, you want to get out of this cycle, but let, let's not pretend like they've been in that cycle for um, five different highly drafted uh, quarterbacks. And the reality of the situation here, guys, is that the way to get out of the cycle period is to pick the right quarterback. I, you know, like that, this offensive coordinator hire is going to be key. Okay. They, they need to get it right. But ultimately, the biggest decision is a quarterback. If you want to fix that, the problem for good, you want to have a solution for a decade, you got to get the right quarterback.
2: to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
5: so if they're feeling with conviction that caleb williams is the right quarterback at the end of their pre-draft vetting process and they take him. And I guess what I'm trying to – and you wrote this in, in the Tribune today, Brad. If that quarterback is Caleb Williams is good enough, he makes a lot of these other issues that we're de- debating and discussing and analyzing kind of moot points because he will be good enough to overcome whatever incompatibility there is with the contracts of the head coach and the offensive coordinator and the syncing up, if you, if you will. You're saying that. If he's good enough, if he's the right guy, none of
4: the rest of the stuff will matter. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the teams that get the quarterback right, that uh that helps solve all sorts of uh other issues and problems uh that that you may have and it's a challenge and and is Caleb Williams that guy? I don't know. You know, I I thought uh it was interesting where Ryan Poles talked about you know, the number one thing for them in this evaluation process, and he didn't commit to taking one yesterday, but the number one thing uh, for them is, is getting to know all of these prospects, what makes them tick, Get, getting as close as they can to them to have an understanding for who they are, uh, what they're about, and how they go about their business.
3: Uh, Brad, they're already bringing in one offensive coordinator to interview, and that's uh, Shane Waldron. They've named the parking structure on uh, the south end zone after him. For God's sake, it seems.
4: Well, they've. I think. I think the deal there is they've been. He's been getting some money for use of that name for quite a while, and <laughs> so <sense>. now <laughs> they figure, like maybe he can help them uh, actually earn a little bit of that paycheck.
3: The Waldron Deck is one of the parking structures at Soldier Field. Uh, And that is a very funny coincidence. But there's a guy that has been uh, calling plays in Seattle for a few years. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people who believe that he brought out the most or the best in uh, Geno Smith and that that he would bring, you know, a certain amount of uh, Sean McVay flair, I believe, he what was when did we decide he fetched coffee for him at some point, or he sne- he was sneezed upon um any idea how quickly they'll move on this thing, and do they have a list of guys
4: well, you know the the Waldron thing's interesting because I think you'd be getting a guy with some pretty similar principles to what they've been doing under luke Getze. when you when you talk about um a coach who worked under Sean McVay, and then a guy like Getsey who has worked under uh, Lafleur and McCarthy. I I don't think you're talking about a dramatic uh, departure from what they're doing. So that that from that standpoint, I think it's pretty easy for some of the players. You're going to have some new terminology and stuff, but a a lot of the stuff you're going to be doing is probably going to be very similar. Uh, I would think they'll be uh, methodical here. Like this is important for Eberflus. Uh, to to get this right. And, and it's, I think you're going to see him and Ryan Poles sort of working hand in hand in, in, in this endeavor, you know, Poles was working to fill out his staff while Iberflus was working on his when they got together originally uh, back in 2022. So uh, they, they can now kind of go off on this adventure uh, together. So I, I think they're going to be relatively methodical. I, I would think you want to talk to a bunch of different people, but you don't want to go crazy. Like you see some of these job searches where the, you know, 11th candidate and stuff. And it, at some point I, you know, that tells me you're you're probably not uh, vetting the, the people and getting an understanding for what you are, even knowing what you want to do going into it if you're going to talk to that many different candidates. But I wrote this earlier this week, guys. They've got to jump on a lot of other teams that are going to be in the coordinator market. Every team that's working to replace a head coach, they got to go through that process first before they get uh, their coordinator situation figured out. The teams that are going to lose hot coordinators, think of – Ben Johnson in Detroit, right? The Lions and Dan Campbell will need a new offensive coordinator. The Bears have got a head start there. So you you get out in this process, you talk to guys, and then to take advantage of that head start, they're going to have to narrow it down and then zero in on a guy or two. And And these are candidates that could have multiple opportunities, right? So I think then the Bears probably say, hey, you know what, we got a job for you if you want it, but we're going to need to know. Um, and, and you try to get that thing finalized again before these other teams are hiring coordinators. 16 new offensive coordinators in the National Football League wow. in the 2023 season. Half the league. So it, it's, um, there's not a, a sufficient coordinator development program to sustain that kind of turnover all the time. So hopefully the Bears can do well get out ahead of the pack and make the right hire.
5: Do we know who Shane Waldron's agent is? Could that
4: I don't role? have that for okay. you. Okay,
5: just wondering. Brad, what were you getting at with the C.J. Stroud question? What were you trying to get Ryan Poles to address or acknowledge? Because I thought it was an interesting answer. He didn't fully address it. Then he backtracked later and
4: did. But what was your goal there? Well, I just think, you know, you look at the opportunity that they had a year ago. With the number one pick, you look at the quarterback class. You take a look at what Ryan Poles said about the quarterback class and about um, you know the situation. And he said he'd have to be blown away, and and I get that. And that, you know that isn't a gotcha question for him. It's just like, hey, was did Stroud do something that maybe he didn't expect this season? He's thrown for what forty-one hundred yards. I mean, he's going to be the runaway. Uh, winner of Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year honors for the Texans. And he's completely transformed that football team. That was a terrible roster at the end of the Lovey Smith era. Um, And uh, he's since 10-7, right? They're uh, hosting a wild card game this weekend as the winner of the AFC South. And uh, did it with a roster that still needs a lot of work. So I think Stroud was very, very impressive this season. And I thought, you know, you could disagree with what Paul said, but some of the stuff he said definitely made sense. And he uh, he likes where the roster is right now with what he got in the trade from the Panthers when you talk about having DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, Tyreek Stevenson, three starters there, the number one pick coming from the Panthers, and then, we talked about it the other day, a second round pick coming from Carolina a year from now. So the roster is in better position to help a new quarterback along. If indeed the bears go that direction.
3: Brad, can you explain to us what Ryan Poles meant when he talked about the, the human being, when he, when he was talking about getting to know the quarterbacks and, you know, he's going to take, he says up to, up to the draft itself to figure out whether he's drafting one or, or he's willing to trade it. But if you want to trade it, come come a call in. Uh, was that a direct reference to Caleb Williams and fears about his personality? When when you talk about getting to know the human being, um, I, I just found that interesting. You you know, can you put that through the translator?
4: Yeah, I can. I can understand why you would. Uh... Wonder if that was the case, but it, it's got to be all of them. It has got to be all of them. I mean, you've got to figure out Drake May. You've got to figure out Jaden Daniels. You've got to figure out um, Michael Penix Jr. You've got to look at Bo Nix. It, it's J.J. McCarthy coming out. I mean, you've you've got to be able to, without notes in front of you, talk at length about all of these prospects and the X's and O's stuff. I mean, they ought to be well along in that process. You know what they like about the guys, uh, what they would want to improve, where some deficiencies may be. But in terms of getting to know them, I mean, they've they've been doing background work on them, right? They but this that process is just getting going. And at that quarterback position, I mean, you've got to you've got to get that part of the equation right just like you get the football part of it right, or it's going to be really difficult for it to work for your organization.
5: Great stuff, Brad.
3: Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Thank you, buddy. Have a great day, guys.